Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You were so riddled, you didn't even remember you were fucking riddled. Parents tonight here as well. Jason is here. Sir, how are you doing? Making an appearance. It's like I'm not one of the regular fucking co-hosts on this show now. Well, I, well it might surprise people because, you know, they know it's baseball season. They know you're off and on. So Listen, know. it's Thursdays have actually been fairly clear till we get to the uh, the playoffs. I think Thursday we start playing on that. That's the first time we start playing on Thursdays. But, uh. um yeah, no, Thursdays are usually not a problem, and now that NXT is on Tuesday, I have like, more time to watch it. it. makes it actually a little easier. Uh, I The reason I'm half the time not on WWE Rundown is because we got games Friday, Saturdays, practice on Sundays, so I don't usually finish watching SmackDown until, like, late Monday, Tuesday, and then there's, like, a pay-per-view, like, this week. I've, I still haven't watched the pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Raw, I still haven't watched. Although, judging by your responses to it, I may not want to bother, so... Yeah. I mean, I will say the triple threats were worth watching. Yeah. And then, um... The main event, obviously, with Cesaro and Roman. But those are the and, only and, three matches that really stood out throughout the whole card. And Zombies. Yeah. <laughs> did you know I, I can't remember if we said it on Tuesday uh, somebody tweeted at Batista saying like what the fuck is this with the zombies he's like dude I'm on a fucking plane shouldn't you be tweeting at Vince about this shit not me <laughs> like, oh, God. why the hell would you tweet him he don't he don't know what the fuck's going on he doesn't run the, the, the company that is releasing that movie so what the fuck are you tweeting at him for and by the way, best uh, perhaps one of my favorite rundown drop-ins ever was uh, John randomly spewing his hate for Abaddon very, uh, very uh, vociferously. It was quite surprising. Made me laugh. <laughs> the surprises normally do make you laugh. Yeah, absolutely. And we uh, we usually try to bring a few of those on this week's episode or any episodes that we do. So uh, before we get into the wonderful, wild, crazy world that is NXT. Ginger, how's your week been, bud? It wasn't bad until today. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it was good that it wasn't bad until today, but the uh, fact that it was bad today sucks. The fact that, yeah. So uh, I had to pick up my son today, and uh, 
was driving home. My daughter's in the back seat with him, obviously. And all of a sudden, she just starts whining, kind of like almost crying. And all of a sudden, I look in the rearview mirror, and I'm looking at her. Blah! Oh. Blah! Ugh. Three times. And it legitimately covered from her chin down to her knees. Ugh. Uh, I now have to get a new uh, car seat because it got in, obviously got into the fabric and got inside the seat and everything. Um, it smelled like curdled milk that was sitting Ugh. in a stomach for like three days. Um, and it almost turned even worse. Oh, and we were driving on the highway too. So it wasn't like I could just pull immediately pull over. I had to wait for the next exit. And for some reason, as of late, my son has been really sensitive to smells. Oh God. Don't tell me it triggered him. It almost did. And I'm so glad it didn't because... (laughs) Uh, if he puked, I would have just driven home. I wouldn't have pulled over. I wouldn't have styled. I would have just been like, no, that's it. That, that's how this day's going to go. Uh, but I said, Owen, control yourself. And I rolled down the windows as fast as I fucking could. Uh, but uh, we so get off the highway. And when I tell you she was covered, it was just clothes were soaked. Body was soaked. Her hair was all fucking wet. It was probably the nastiest puke scene I've seen in since my drinking days. Oh, okay. So it was not fun uh, driving. You know, like I said, we the smell was still in there once we drove yeah. the rest of the way home. Oh, that smell's never going away. Oh no, uh, I definitely have to come get my car detailed and cleaned. Now. Yeah. Uh, it's like if you ever spill like coffee in your car, you're never gonna not smell the coffee, or never not see the stain wherever yeah. you spilled it. Um, it's yeah. funny that re- that reminds me of one of my favorite stories from when Jackson was little. <laughs> there was one time he was uh, he was not feeling well, so when he was still in his car seat, so Lisa decided to hop in the back seat of the car oh, with him. Oh no! Uh, just to keep an eye on him, make sure he was okay. While I was driving home. So we're we're on our way home, and I'm not, all of a sudden I hear him start to, <clears throat> and he pukes like hardcore pukes, mm-hmm. and she's being back there and instinctively makes a bowl out of her hands. Oh no! And catches all the puke. Now, I I can look in the rearview mirror and see her, and there's this momentary expression of great pride on her face that she managed to do it in time. But horror. And then there was the realization that I've got a handful of fucking puke, <laughs> and I don't know what to do with it, because I can't open the door or the window. I'm just sitting there holding puke. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, and that's, I've that... never seen that look on her face ever again. It was the only time I've seen that look of pride and panic at the same time. Very, very impressive by my wife. Uh, that 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 kind of happened because as I was like, as I finally got off the highway and um, you know, went to clean her, I was about to take her out of her seat, and she goes, Bleh! and I, I, same thing, cut my yeah. hands, and I was like, it's thank like God the, we're parked. 
It's like that instinctive thing, like when you were a kid and your your parents would have to hit the brakes and they'd all just throw, throw their arm in front yep. of you, like that was going to keep you from going through the windshield. Yeah, like you wouldn't just like push their arm away. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> the, the, it's parent thing. It's just an instinctive thing. It happens, I guess. Uh, so yeah, I had a handful of puke, um, a soaked daughter, and my thank God. Okay, so we've been kind of giving my son incentives in the car so he behaves and we've brought his tablet today thank god he had the tablet because that kid would have been bored out of his mind i was in the parking lot for half an hour cleaning out my car and her and everything else so thank god we started doing that because he would have been fucking just like driving me nuts while i'm trying to clean puke and at one point I'm trying to clean the car, and I obviously couldn't put her right back in the car seat. So I placed her in the front seat after I changed her and got her all cleaned up. I said, don't move. And she just starts playing with the stereo buttons. I was like, okay, that's fine. Just let me do what I need to do here so we can go home. Uh, but at, she was fine after that. She's not sick. She's, she's fine now. She's Something she, ate, she didn't like. Yeah, I, I, it might have been the milk. Might have been. Because, I mean, it, literally, that's all she picked up was just milk. You're not supposed to use your breast milk. You know that, right? Oh, man. Well, that's a good note. I'll, I'll have you to remember that. Definitely, yeah, out. that's probably, that might be your problem. Just yeah, curious. That's possible. Yeah. No, the, she, she's on the whole milk right now, so. <laughs> but, yeah, that was um, not fun. Yeah, no, it doesn't uh, sound like so, it. So. Needless to say, I'm going to have to spend 100 plus. I spent 150 on a new car seat today, and then it's probably, my guess, 100 to 150 bucks for car detailing. Because it was like Exorcist. So you got a car seat that you can't just take all the stuff out of? You can, but there's like a plastic casing, and it went in the plastic casing. Ah, okay. And I was like, that's just going to fucking make my car constantly smell. That's why you need a power washer, and I'll take care of that. Yeah, but I think my dad has one, but I was like, I have a, basically a brand new car that I don't want smelling like puke. So, gotcha, fair enough. Yeah, but uh, that that was my adventurous day today, uh, and that, that was at um, 10 o'clock this morning. Lovely. So, it was, oh, and my sciatica is absolutely fucking destroying me this week. Ugh. So, Yeah. Bump DDP properly, yoga, kids. Don't take it all lower back. DDP yoga, pal. Oh, I know. I gotta do something. Plus, my stomach probably doesn't help at all either. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that's that was my exciting day today, and technically exciting week with sciatica. How was your week slash day? Well, uh, here's the section of the show where Jason tells baseball stories, but. Um, you, as we spoke last week, we were headed last weekend for a, uh, a big tournament down in uh, Connecticut for the weekend. Uh, so we got down there, and the first game was supposed to be like 11, I think. We were supposed to be there for like 10 o'clock on Saturday. So okay. we get the car. Drive wasn't terrible. It was about an hour drive down 395, straight shot. Um, so we get there, but we get to the field. Now, first off, apparently everything in Connecticut, the GPS tells you, is on the wrong side of the road. So it kept telling me to turn right, and the field was on the left. I don't know why, but this happened on more than one occasion, so Connecticut needs to get their GPS shit together. That's but backwards. <laughs> so, uh, so we get to the field, 
And we get out of the car, and I walk over to the field, and I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? So, first off, the grass looks like it hasn't been mowed since last fall, if at that. I mean, there's dandelions everywhere. It's up to, like, the kids' knees in the outfield. I'm like, all right, we're checking these motherfuckers for ticks, because that's ridiculous. Um, So then I look around further. And there's a fence that has fallen off of the of a section of fence that has fallen down. Oh my god! And the dimensions of this field are actually now travel ball. They play what's called fifty seventy, so it's a little bit bigger than your standard little league field. Mm-hmm. The field they have us on is a smaller dimension than a little league field. And you you might ask yourself why, and and the reason for that is that it's a fucking t-ball field. Oh my. And how do I know for sure it's a fucking t-ball field, you might ask yourself, Ginger? Well, the reason I know that is because they very clearly have a sign posted that says, No hardball play allowed. So, we drove an hour to find out that this was a field we can't play on. Now, this is a safety issue. Some of these kids swing really hard. Mm -hmm. And the ball, the the bats they use at AAU are a little more loaded up. And, uh... The ball comes off of them quick, and you take a kid throwing hard and a ball coming off a bat very quickly Ooh. with short dimensions and a kid on the pitcher's mound, you're asking for somebody to get hurt. That's a recipe so, for disaster. Yeah, so none of the coaches wanted to play. So they we're about ready to leave and just go home. And actually, the, the team we were playing, uh, shout out to the uh, North Attleboro Redhawks, I believe is the name of them. Um, they were fantastic. Um the coaches were great. The parents were great. Very classy group. Um, it's not always the case, as some of the teams we played this weekend. Uh, but <sighs> so while we're all waiting and the coaches are waiting for the, the event coordinators to call them back and find out, all the kids get together and just decide they're going to play fucking wiffle ball on the field. Fuck yeah. And you know what? It was just kind of awesome. It was just one of those things like fucking baseball kids find a way to baseball. Mm-hmm. And it, it was sort of like, you know, not to sound sappy as shit, but it was one of those sort of cool moments where these kids who play on different teams and don't know each other just got together and said, well, fuck everything going on around us. We're just going to play baseball anyway and find a way to do it. And it was really cool. No, that's that's Um, cool. So then they finally find us another field. Uh, So we go there and it's a softball field, which is fine because a lot of, because of the weird measurements that Mm -hmm. that they play at 5070. So a lot of time we end up playing on softball fields that are converted. Um, Say like a little portable mound that you travel Mm -hmm. on. So um, so we get there. We ended up playing our first game. Uh, we lost 5-2, to two, I believe it was. Uh, very competitive game, back and forth. It was, it was very exciting. We were down 2 nothing. Then one of our kids hit a two-run home run to tie it, and they ended up taking it. It was a great game, good competitive game. And our team hasn't had a lot of competitive games so far. They've either been blowing everyone out or they've gotten their doors blown off. So it was, okay. it was fun to have sort of a back-and-forth game. Um, so then... We were supposed to play two games that day. As we're getting ready to leave, because we were supposed to have a two-hour break between our games, we get another call from the coordinator. Whoa, 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 whoa. So um, softball has the field at 5 o'clock, so we have to move your second game to tomorrow. Oh, my God. So basically the way this tournament works is you play three pool play games and the top two teams play in the championship. So basically what they did was they worked it out so that we in order to win the championship had to play on three consecutive games on the same day mm-hmm. which 
essentially guarantees your pitching is trashed by the time you get to the championship yeah. game. So the team that beat us, because they beat us and they went they won their second game and they were 2-0, and they had a chance to sort of rest some kids and have their, their main pitchers able to go in the championship game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to fight and claw and, and kick and scratch to get to the championship game, which we did, and I credit these kids because they battled their asses off that day. Um, our catcher, for the record, 11 years old, caught 16 innings in one day um, and never complained once about it. Kid was a rock star. Damn. Uh, we had an 11-year-old kid who threw 102 pitches because he had to to get to the inning because we didn't have any pitching because we had two more Jesus. games behind him. Um, so they were all fucking absolute warriors. I can't credit them enough. Um, Jackson struggled a little bit in the early part when we got to the championship game. He ended up going, uh, I think it was two for three with three three RBIs or something like that. So he had, a, he had his best game in the championship, which is always a good thing. Um, but, yeah, so we got to the championship. And uh, so we played, I want to say, 9.30 in the morning. And then the second game was supposed to be at 11.30. But because the other team had to play on a different field, they had to then travel to us. So we started that game late. So then that game wrapped up close to 2 o'clock. And then the championship game wasn't supposed to be till 5 o'clock, so we're driving around Connecticut with nothing to do, so we'll just grab some food or something. Oh, yeah. So we did that, and then we started heading to the field. And then we get to the field, and we can't we can't warm up on the baseball field. Do you want to guess why we can't warm up on the baseball field, Ginger? Because there's another game going on? Yeah, there's a soccer game going on on the baseball field. <laughs> we can, yeah, oh, yeah. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what's going on there. Um, so... We had to wait for the soccer game to finish, and then when they finally finished, we were able to finally begin warming up for our baseball game. Um, <laughs> so this, the championship game was actually really, really, really super competitive. Now, the, the cool part was that they had, like I said, they had the ability to have rested some of their guys. So they had their top pitcher, top of the first. We went up and put three runs up, um, and then we got two quick outs in the bottom half of the first, and then they gave, and then they got six runs. In the first uh, inning with two outs. So it was tough. Uh, but our kids came back. They battled back. They took the lead. They gave it back. They took it back again. And eventually they ended up just ran out of pitching. And they ended up losing 12 to 10. But uh, they battled their asses off. Uh, it was one of those times where you get that second place trophy and you're not even mad at it. Because the other team was really good. And mm-hmm. it was super competitive. And they overcame a lot just to get there. So... Uh, really super proud of those boys. They did a fantastic job. So man, fuck those kids. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool though. You know it, that that's a that makes for a long weekend for a kid. How how old is Jackson again? I'm sorry. Eleven. 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 That's a long fucking weekend. We were uh, so Sunday when we had the three games. Mm-hmm. We were up at five thirty in the morning to get ready to get on the road to drive to Connecticut to get there when we were supposed to get there, and we didn't get home till eight o'clock at night. It's a long day. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it was not. And then he has to go to school on Monday, right? Or he, yeah. He did? Yeah. He did, yeah. Oof. That's a champ right there. Yeah. Yeah. Now he goes to school at home, but still had to get up. But and, still, and you got to get up and you got to stay attention, pay attention right. to all that shit. And yeah. Man, what yeah. a champ. Good for you, Jackson. Good job, yeah. man. Keep that shit, uh, keep that shit up. And not just him, all those kids were fucking warriors that oh, weekend, yeah. so so hats off to all of them. But, uh, yeah, so that was crazy. And our town ball team, we're on a four-game winning streak now in first place, so nice. we're killing it there, which is awesome. Nice. Um, yeah, we got a, a little revenge game Saturday. One of the teams from another town that beat us and, and talked a lot of shit while doing it because 
Jackson and my other best player, one of my other best players, wasn't there. Uh, and uh, they will be there Saturday, so things will hopefully go very differently. But, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a fun weekend. I'm looking forward to it. Lots of baseball, lots of exciting uh, stuff, and big games coming up for, for his teams, and always fun. So. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. I'm, I'm not at that stage with my kids, obviously, yet, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that stuff. You'll get there. You'll get there. I know. Obviously, the big news, uh, at least in Massachusetts where I live, and I don't even know what's going on up where you are in New Hampshire, but uh, May 29th, they have decided they are ditching all COVID restrictions. So Fenway Park, uh, TD Garden, 100% capacity, everything's full open, no masks, etc. Um, I don't know about you. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I, I think I'm not going to be full go like right off the bat. Oh, personally. no, hell no. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait a few weeks before I start to feel like I'm 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 not buying tickets to the Celtics and the Red Sox at 100% capacity anytime in the foreseeable future. But uh, well, I, but I, it is nice to see that we're getting to the point where people feel like that's that's the right move. I guess. All right, I'm ready to go to SummerSlam. Let's do it. I'm ready for NXT takeover, all that shit. You, you, you going to Nevada? <laughs> no. Wait, what? What are you that's talking about? That's where SummerSlam's gonna be. Oh, it's not... gonna be in Nevada. What do you mean? I bought tickets to Boston. Uh, that was like two years ago, dude. Oh man. Anyways, um, <laughs> up in New Hampshire, no, they, you know, I still wear it because I've gotten dirty looks from people when I don't wear them. Like you can just tell they'll fucking beam in a hole through you. But yep. um, no, it's just I I don't I don't want to get in a confrontation. That's what I don't want to do. So I'm just yeah. like, you know what? I just want to fucking do this, get my shit, and get out of here. Um, well, but, so you and I are sort of in a similar situation. Like we are parents of children mm-hmm. who are not of age to be vaccinated. So, um, you know, we still have to provide some degree of of caution and protection for them, so that we don't bring anything home that could get to them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yep. Well, I mean, I always bring my kids with me when I go out because they're always with me. So yeah. it's kind of like I have to bring them out, but, you know. Yeah. Um, well, see, with. Jackson's old enough that I can go leave him in the car while I run into a store real quick yeah. and grab something. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I, gotta, but I, gotta I, I generally try to keep him out of the stores, personally. Yeah. Well, no, I've said, I've, I'm looking but forward to I have to, that option. You don't. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> I got a five-year-old and a two-year-old, so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's whatever. Yeah, I need food. I need to buy yeah. stuff. So, and I'm not gonna pay somebody to bring me my fucking food unless it's like a greasy cheeseburger or something. Right. Yeah. No. I hear you. So. Anywho. Okay. Oh, speaking of Jackson, this is another interesting little thing that's uh, started over the last week. Um, so I don't know if you're familiar with the show Hell's Kitchen. Yes. Okay. We always watch it. It's one of Jackson's favorites. He just yeah. loves. Listening to him yell at people and shit. It's the originator of uh, an idiot sandwich, right? Yes, yes, it is. That's exactly (laughs) it. Um, So this week, Jackson decided he wanted to start learning how to cook. Nice. So he uh, he cooked me a steak the other night with with some help from mom. Oh yes. Uh, Best steak I've ever had. Did a fantastic. Really? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, tonight he wanted to try his hand at tacos, so we did that, and. Easily, actually, uh, no bullshit. Best taco I've had in a very, very long time. So, kids killing it. I'll uh, leave pretty it. soon. I'll, I'll leave that one out there. 
pretty soon. I know, right? Uh, pretty soon we'll be able to uh, just sit back and relax and let him cook us dinner, which is sort of living the dream. Man. That's fucking awesome, <laughs> right? We'll get him to clean the house and we'll be fucking golden. Uh, chores time. That's yeah. what it is. Oh, he's got those. He just doesn't fucking do them. Well, couple th- weeks th- these ago, will be like, his his secret chores that he doesn't know about. So, like two months ago, he came to me at one point and said, "Can I have? Can I start getting an allowance?" And I said, sure, we'll give you a list of chores you have to do. And mm-hmm. every time you don't do something or something, you know, we'll knock a dollar off or whatever it is. Uh, first off, the kid's like, I just want like two bucks or something. I'm like, you're selling yourself way too cheap. Way today's, too cheap today's. there, kid. I was like, all right, well, how about we'll do this? We'll start at 10 bucks a week and, you know, you'll earn it or you'll lose some based on what you I haven't had to pay the kid an allowance in like six weeks. I think we, I think he made, I think he earned it one week. So. <laughs> It was it was a lot it was a lot better in theory and then he realized all the shit he had to do to earn it and he's like ah fuck it it's all right all good <laughs> that's great but now he's got a new phone that he wants so, oh. did I tell you did I tell you the story about how he broke his phone uh no I don't think you did oh well one night we came back from baseball and I said Jax throw your baseball uniform in the basket so I can wash it oh. said, okay. <laughs> And I went to pull the clothes out of the washer to put them in the dryer, and guess what was in there? His iPhone 10, which he had gotten my old one when I upgraded. He got my old one. So uh, so that's gone. Uh, we didn't have any rice to use, which was unfortunate. But, uh, yeah, no, that's RIP to, to the iPhone 10. But uh, so now he wants a new one, but uh, we'll make him he'll, – he'll have to earn it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, although – for Christmas a couple of years ago, my mom had gotten him tickets to the live show of Dude Perfect. He's super okay. into Dude Perfect at the time. And like the backstage meet and greet pass and the whole front row deal and blah, blah, blah. Sure, full bore. But, but it was supposed to be during the, the summer, like two years ago or a year ago, whatever it was. And mm-hmm. uh, due to the pandemic, it got pushed off and it kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back till mm-hmm. finally they said, listen, we don't know when this is going to happen. So you can keep your tickets, and whenever it happens, we'll honor them, or you can just get a refund. So we pushed back and pushed back a few times, and then finally we're just like, you know what? I don't fucking know when this is going to happen. He's probably not even going to be into the show anymore by the mm-hmm. time we actually get to go. So he just decided he was going to take the refund. So that's like 600 bucks back. So he 300 will go into his bank account for his savings account, and then the other 300 he'll get to use for something, which is probably where he'll get his new phone. So Nice. Figure maybe he'll take care of it a little bit more if it's his own money he has to use for it, you know? <laughs> it's not mom and dad's money anymore. Exactly. It's Nana's money, but whatever. That's That doesn't affect me in any way. Oh, so. Teach them to be responsible <laughs> with this shit. Yeah, exactly. That's the idea. So. Oh, alrighty. Well, um, if you got anything else, uh, why don't we why don't we hit the news? All right. Well, I think our news is going to be pretty much centered around one thing, and that is the fact that Ginger, guess what they did this week? They fired everybody. Everybody. Except the zombies. They're still on the payroll. Anyway, uh, (laughs) so this week, uh, I believe it was was after you guys recorded WWE Rundown, so it had to have been Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Yes. WWE released, and we had heard that there were some NXT releases on the way. Uh, they had thought it was going to be a little bit sooner, but it ended up being uh, on Wednesday. And the list of those released started 
with Alexander Wolf, Jessamine Duke, Vanessa Bourne, Kavita Devi, Skylar Story, Ezra Judge, and Jake Clements. Now, there are more names we're going to talk about in separate stories, mm-hmm. but um, a couple of those were a little surprising, uh, to me at least. Alexander Wolf has sort of been a member of Imperium, who they've pushed a little bit. He's been sort of part of this storyline they've had going with uh, Killian Dane, which we're going to talk about as we get into this show. Um, So a little surprising that he was released, uh, unless it was maybe it was his request to go back to Europe. I don't know. Mm. Um, But one of those guys who I feel was sort of always there, but never really did a whole lot, if that makes sense, throughout his run, whether it was with Sanity or Imperium. He was just sort of that guy when they had a multi-person match that they could throw in there, but he was never really a a serious factor yeah. yeah but uh still a little surprised um yeah. vanessa Bourne, a little surprised we had heard that she had been sort of quietly called up to the main roster and they were still planning on doing something with her and apparently 18 months later just never found anything for her to do um kavita devi they they made a big deal about her being the first female indian wrestler to be signed mm-hmm. uh she competed in the may young classic i think she was on I want to say she was on one of those episodes. No, she was in the Royal Rumble at one point. That's right. When oh, the yes. NXT yep. spot in the Royal yep. Rumble. Yep. Um, so that was, you know, I, again, she reached a point where she'd been there long enough that they really hadn't, if they hadn't done anything with her by then, you sort of saw the writing on the wall with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the one that surprised me the most was Skylar's story. Uh, for those who know, who don't know, Skylar's story was Brandy Loren in Evolve. Um, she was Ava's story in Impact. Pretty talented in-ring performer. Uh, great look to her. Um, she's got a built-in history with uh, Shotzi Blackheart from their time in Evolve. Uh, she used to manage uh, Anthony Green on on Evolve shows. So uh, the thing that surprised me about that was like, this is a woman that you never even gave a shot to. Like she never even got to appear on TV ever, mm-hmm. except in like a backstage segment I think where she was standing there a couple times when. Uh, you know, uh, Poon Shots won their titles, and they did that big yeah. thing backstage. Uh, and that's the closest she came to getting to any TV time. But um, that was that was a bummer for me. I was a big fan of hers, and uh, a little bummed that she's not going to show up. But uh, so before we get to the other names, probably the more notable ones, uh, what were your take? What's your take on these this list here? Wolf, obviously surprising. I mean, mm-hmm. that that's the given. Uh, and then. I mean, nobody else really surprised me, to be honest, because, like, they weren't being used, and how long were they with the company? All right. So you can't... With Jessamine, you sort well, yes. of wonder if, like, the Ronda Rousey being pregnant thing, like, okay, she's not coming back anytime soon, so yeah. we don't really need to keep this one around. Yeah. Yeah, I sort of wonder if there was an element of that to that, too. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, but she wasn't... When was the last time you saw her? It's been a while, so not since the... Uh, Women's tag team tournament there, the yeah. Dusty Classic, yeah. and that was it. And it was just yeah. a quick boom, boom, done. Yeah. So uh, I'm not surprised, and you know, does it suck that they got released? Yes, they lost their jobs. Of course, it fucking sucks. But if you're not going to be used, they're gonna can you. So, so this is interesting because I had this this conversation, and, and you and I probably, much to our detriment at times, uh, would go on these facebook wrestling boards oh, and God. comments and there was a couple people and it's like oh well this is awful that they're firing them and blah 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 and i'm like 
you know, you sit there and say it's awful that they're firing them. And yes, it's bad when anyone loses their job. Mm-hmm. But they're they're going from a place where they weren't being used, they had nothing for them, they were sitting in the back, and now they're free to go try to find a place where they can pursue their dream and try to do something and make a name for themselves and maybe one day get their shot to come back. Who knows? But, like, I'm sure they'd much rather be out there performing than sitting backstage just collecting a check in a lot of cases. Yeah. You know, like... That's really and how it the, is. Like, And by the way, releasing these people who they are not using gives an opportunity and a spot to somebody else to come in and try out and see if they can catch fire and make some... Make a name for themselves. Yeah, but people don't see so, it that way. No, because they fired everybody. Well, people just want to rip on and, and rip and kill the WWE. Oh, of course. Like that's really what it comes yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really all it is. It's sort of like people, like you guys talked touched on on, on WWE rundown. So like people, are like, well, fucking this is stupidest dumbest shit ever because they get zombies on the pay per view. It's like, what well, was it a great segment? No, but but you. You, you loved Abaddon fighting for the women's championship on AEW, right? Because, yeah, but fuck zombies, unless they're the zombies that are zombie women who are fighting for the championship on the show that I like better. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's people. There was one argument that I got into about today's release. Yeah. But, um,. And we'll get in. I'll, I'll bring that up again once we get to that part. But yeah, it, it just sucks. Nobody wants to see somebody get fired. But if they're not doing anything with them, let them go. Exactly. Fuck it. All right. So let's get to the main event. We talked a couple weeks ago about NXT referee Drake Wirtz and how it seemed like it was a matter of when, not if, he would eventually be let go from the company. Well, folks, that day has come. Um, <sighs> There are stories starting to circulate that there were people in NXT and in WWE itself who were incredibly concerned with Wirtz's behavior, some questioning his mental status. Um, there were some who accused him of racism, um, stories that he Triple H was giving a speech about racial tolerance and Drake very overtly packed up his shit and left and made it a great example that he was leaving during um, – a section touting, you know, tolerance of others, religious freedoms, etc. Um, apparently, he's become a, a big, uh, big religious fanatic uh, and uh, QAnon follower. So, um, to follow a couple of the bullet points here that have been reported, there are people. Sean Ross Sapp said uh, people he brought nuclear heat on himself. Over the past year, WWE had warned him about attending events unmasked and while unvaccinated. Uh, He made several power plays where in the course of angling for a better position in the company, he would try to get heat on other people to better his own chances. Uh, He said minorities had issues with the way things were worded by Wirtz. Um, Ezra Judge, who was part of the releases, uh, once almost got physical with him in such a situation and that wrestlers of color complained to management about incidents like that multiple times. Uh, John Alba, a guy who I, I interact with on, on social media a little bit, very knows this stuff pretty well, uh, said that in the past three weeks, multiple NXT and WWE superstars said they believed that he was racist and felt uncomfortable around him at the Performance Center. Um, Fightful said no fewer than 10 wrestlers have told him they don't feel comfortable or safe around him. 
He would loudly criticize those wrestlers who did get vaccinated uh, or even got a flu shot. Um, and before last year's takeover in your house, during the height of the global uh, racism and, and the protests everywhere, uh, Triple H gave a speech in the locker room about inclusivity uh, when he mentioned acceptance of all racial, all religions. Uh, Wurtz's attitude immediately changed and he aggressively gathered his belongings and left. So sounds like this guy has his own beliefs, which, you know, he's welcome to have. But, uh, you know, it, it sounds like they're a little bit outdated for today's world in terms of interacting with the rest of the people around you. And we've sort of, like I said, we talked about this a few times on a couple different shows. Uh, we all saw this coming. So I imagine I'm going to go on a limb here and say you weren't surprised by this news, Ginger. No, I wasn't surprised. Saw it coming. I think I'm, and a lot of people are like, oh, well, just because you believe something. It's like, dude, when you start pushing it on to other wrestlers, that becomes a problem. Because it beliefs, makes people. Uh, when, when your belief system causes stress and strife amongst your coworkers, it becomes a negative in the workplace, then the company has to take some sort of action. Yep. And I, I'm sure they fucking probably said something to him, like, hey, man. Chill the fuck out. Like, oh, he was stop. spoken to many times. I can tell you that for sure. Yeah. So, and you don't want to fucking stop, and you want to, you don't want to listen to what management tells you to do. You're gonna get canned. That's how it is anyway. You fucking work. Right. Yep. So that's his own fault. Um, I, I don't want to say this being a dick, but if he does have some have some you know little mental issues, he needs to get it fixed. But, well, I mean, this is a guy who's had a known history of substance abuse problems, and and mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I don't mean this as a negative, and I don't mean to cast this as as everybody, but uh, there are a lot of people who have have their vices, be it alcohol, narcotics, whatever, um, and then they they kick those vices and they attach to religion, and religion helps them find some strength to get through what they're dealing with but it in a way for some people becomes their their replacement vice uh it gives them that same sort of um feel fills that same sort of area that that the thing that they're they're quitting has filled and they they take it to the extreme degree and it sort of sounds like maybe that's what happened with words i don't know him i don't know him individually um i've only heard the stories and you know, it sort of sounds like that when I've seen that situation happen in other people. So, adios, amigo. Speaking of filling holes on other people, uh, WWE released Velveteen Dream today. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> you alright, Ginger? Yeah, I'm good. Why? Why would they release Velveteen Dream? This guy's like a top talent for them, right? Yeah. Um... I, I don't know. I don't get it, man. But they uh, they definitely – I don't want to say they took too long, but when all that hashtag Me Too stuff came out and he got brought up and shit. Speaking out, I think. Speaking – I'm sorry. Yeah, speaking out. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, because yeah. – uh, not not a good look, and this is where I got into a little conversation with somebody on Facebook today. Uh, said, oh, they fired all those people back then. 
I love how they were very selective in their pickings. I was like, they got rid of the people that either admitted it or somebody had full-on proof, 100% accuracy proof, and that's it. Like, They might have kept a few just to say, like Velveteen Dream, for instance. Big one. He lasted, what, six months after? It's mm-hmm. been about six months since that came out, so maybe he's gonna be in deep shit. And yeah, I don't, I don't know where he goes from here. Uh, um, he's he's gonna be sort of hard to to employ. Um, yeah. in um, much the same way Tessa Blanchard is right now. She's just toxic and can't really touch him. It's a bad, uh, bad thing to have in your locker room. So. We have a new. AEW superstar Purple Steam. Yeah, it's gonna be his name. Yeah. Uh. So, I will say this. Velveeta Fantasy. Velveeta Fantasy. Yes. Okay. If you were the one dying for him to be fired, um, but yet, or stand and go. If he does end up in AEW, highly unlikely. But if he does, if you're like, oh, shit, this is great, um, you're a fucking hypocrite. I think that's established. There's, and That's not an AEW-specific thing. WWE fans are hypocrites, too. Oh, I get it. but And actually, one of my favorite things all week was, was MVP calling out WWE fans for their hypocritical <laughs> nature when they were ripping in the zombies, and he sort of pointed out that the Undertaker character that they all stand for for decades was a fucking zombie character. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, wrestling fans by nature are hypocritical. If they like something, they'll like it, and it doesn't matter if it falls in line with what they've said before or not. It doesn't matter. Um, in terms of Velveteen Dream, I don't have any strong opinions either way. Um, I don't know when they investigated the accusations, what they came up with. I don't know what he told them. I know they took him off TV. I know they, they didn't use him. There was some injury issues, but from what I've heard, he could have been in the ring if they had wanted him to. Um, it is sort of a just, just a shocking turn of events in a little bit, because uh, if you go back a few years ago, he was one of the hottest per- young properties in that company right now. You go back to that Velveteen Dream, uh, Aleister Black program, and look at where we are, what, like two years later with those two? Uh, it's, it's sort of mind-blowing that uh, Alistair can't get a whiff of TV and Velveteen Dream is, is no longer with the company. So um, things change very quickly. Plans change, brother. I guess so. But uh, I, I'm not going to wish Velveteen luck in his future endeavors. But, uh, you know, hopefully he, if he is innocent, hopefully he clears his name and and uh, finds, finds something to uh, occupy his time, I guess. Uh, and, uh, you know, we haven't done in a while, Ginger. If you say it, I'm hanging up this call. What is it? <laughs> we haven't talked about the R word. Ridiculous? No. Well, yes, but Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer's favorite thing. Oh. Ratings. Oh, let's do it. So uh, I know we don't like, the AEW fans don't like to talk about it. So basically this week started with uh, NXT was somewhere in the 700,000 viewers range. Okay. And uh, a lot of the AEW stands took to social media to just absolutely kill them. For those low numbers, they're doing worse now than they were on Wednesdays, et cetera, et cetera. Um, completely discounting the fact that the NBA play-in tournament was on at the same time. 
Um, it was also on on Wednesday night this week. What care to guess how AEW did this week? Um, over a million, right? Uh, no, 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 not really even close. What are we at? Uh, eight hundred twenty-one thousand. Oh, what happened? Uh, they they lost a hundred and fifteen thousand viewers from the previous week. That's oh. what happened. Oh, what happened, guys? What happened, you it's, fucking stands? It's huh? just you know this is like again, and we talked. We had this conversation recently. It's like who the fuck cares? Like, did you enjoy the show? Yes. Okay. Great. Enjoy it. Why the fuck do you care how many other people watched it? Well, you want to know what I did enjoy on Wednesday? What's that? The Bruins winning their playoff game. There you go. Sorry. That's how much I care about AEW. I go right How to dumb was that play that for that goalie, though? You fucking leave your net open when there's a fucking defender right there in a loose puck. Oh, Jesus Christ. Fuck it. Anyway, it worked out for the Bruins. Though. Fuck yeah. Uh, but that's that's enough of hockey talk <laughs> with Jason and Ginger. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so AEW still, still not regularly breaking a million, which we were sworn they would. Uh, I went after Mr. Meltzer a little bit on Twitter today. I don't know if you caught any of that. I didn't. What do we got? Well, I had to do it. I had to do it as the rundown Twitter account because I'm blocked on my personal account. But <laughs> uh, so I think Troy mentioned in the host Dave's new thing is to just sort of go at WWE for the notion of well, it's not. They like to say they're the longest running weekly episodic television show in history, but they're really not. So you go to his Twitter feed and you try to figure out what he's talking about. And his thing is, there, there are at least a few that were like TBS wrestling. And credit to the, the people who did call him out, but I made a point to say TBS Wrestling was not one continuous episodic show. Some weeks it was TNT and TV, sorry, uh, Saturday night. It was other iterations of, of shows, but be it NWA, mm-hmm. uh, WCW, like. It was not one constant running show. That if you're gonna if you're gonna call that and say, well, it was always wrestling and it was always on the same time, sure. Then you have to count primetime wrestling for mm-hmm. WWE Raw because yep. it was the same night, the same time frame. Yep. This guy is so fucking. It is just like uh, we've told me. Oh, we mentioned it so many times. I feel bad mentioning it again, but. I, he needs to refund any cent anybody's ever paid him for his insights because he's a fucking idiot. It's one thing to be a sports journalist or a wrestling journalist. I can point you to some great sources and guys. I mentioned Sean Ross Sapp. I mentioned John Alba. I'll mention John Pollock. Um, those are great guys who cover pro wrestling without bias. much much bias. Um, Meltzer is not a journalist. Meltzer is a unpaid employee pro hype man for for his buddies the the young bucks in AEW and maybe at one point Meltzer was a journalist and maybe at one point it was really about just sort of getting the news out there but it's not what it is anymore it's he's chosen a side he's chosen a hill to die on and facts be damned it's it's the story he wants to tell um you know, for somebody who's supposed to be the best preeminent journalist in wrestling, why did four other people break the story of the EVPs having problems getting along, and then Dave finally had to comment on it? You think it's because Dave didn't know about it? No, of course he knew about it. He just <laughs> didn't want to tell the story. He didn't want to break the news. 
And when you get to that point, you're no longer a journalist. For a journalist, breaking the story is the end-all, be-all. Not protecting the people and the topics of the story. So that that alone almost disqualifies him as being called a journalist. So anyway, that happened. I just figured I would uh, point out that story because I found it funny. But uh, that it's going to do it for my news desk. God damn. Yeah, that's it for me too. Wow. All right, so I guess we're going to wrap up this episode of uh, yeah. NXT Rundown. Yeah, I'm pretty tired. I can go to sleep right now. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, this is the NXT Rundown. We start <clears throat> with a rundown for the matches that are going to be taking place tonight. Uh, we go to the CWC, and we're starting the show. First match, Tony, the Booty Storm, versus... Zoe Stark, as I drop my notes. Oh, I thought that was just for impact on Zoe Stark's name. <laughs> so, quick observations right out of the gate. I knew you would be sad because Tony was wearing long pants. Yep. Didn't showcase the booty that much, this new gear. It looks good. I like the gear. It's a good look for her. Yeah. But definitely definitely didn't showcase the booty as much as some previous outfits. Um, also, Zoe Stark still looks like generic My First Wrestling Barbie with her gear. Like... She needs she needs a better look. Yeah. Good talk. Good talk. You know, <laughs> uh, I, I didn't do the behind shot from Tony. That was a big negative. Um, I hate this new baby face thing that they got going on or heel thing. I don't like it. I don't like this I shit. See, I'm going to disagree with you there. I think, and we'll talk about it as this match goes on. I think her per- she's finally starting to find herself in NXT. That, yeah, but the camera angles, I don't like. Oh, well, that's, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I thought you meant overall you don't like the heel. Oh, no, I like it. I think she's done very okay. well. Her What was her promo a week, last week or the week before? Yeah. Um, it was Zoe, great. Yeah. It was good stuff. Yeah. She started, like you said, she, you know, and the same thing happened with Bailey, too. It took Bailey some time to find out what the fuck she wanted to be as the heel. Yeah. Yep. So it just takes time. you got to find that character. A uh, slap by Tony gets Zoe on the aggressive attack and a drop kick. You mean, you mean this hardcore rivalry between two people that hate each other didn't start with a collar and elbow tie-up? No, they started talking shit and Tony said, fuck you and bitch slapped her. Fucking love it. That's what they <laughs> should be doing. Uh, Zoe then hits a drop kick, followed up by a crossbody over the top to the outside. Back in the ring in a missile drop kick by Zoe. But they go back to the other side of the ring, and Tony hits the eat my ass while Zoe is against the stairs. That's the exact note I had because I knew you were going to say it. Yeah, of course. By the way, Zoe's uh, springboard missile dropkick was beautiful. Yes. She's she must really be learning nice. those from EO. I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the eat my ass was a good spot. I Zoe, I thought, was going to move into it. Because she started, like, moving towards it. But yeah. I think Tony had to, like, readjust at the last second. Because if Zoe, Zoe kept moving that way, she was going to get her fucking head crushed. That ass has a mind of its own, Ginger. Yeah. It, it shifted. <laughs> she was almost stuck between a hard place and a rock. Uh, so she throws it back... That was after she threw her into the stairs. Tony keeps control with really boring offense until Zoe hits a jumping insigiri as we go to box. It was just kind of like headlocks and nothing that great. I mean, it wasn't Randy Orton boring, but... Uh, to me, it was. 
it was Wasn't she, Timothy th- Thatcher or anything. There were like two headlocks in there and then an arm bar. <laughs> um, blow clothesline and a running knee gets a two for Stark. Uh, nice reversal as Tony goes for Storm Zero and Stark reverses into a Hurricanrana, then a super kick, then a half Nelson suplex for a two. What did you think about that reversal on that? That was all right. Yeah. An interesting way to reverse out of it. I thought I thought it was nice because I honestly thought I was like, oh shit, this is it. No, it was it was nice reverse, caught me off guard. Nobody kicks out of the storm zero, so if she had hit that, it would have been over. You sure about that? Uh, backflip, escape by Tony, and she hits storm zero for a nice false two. What do you mean? That was <laughs> in the match. That's where the fucking match ended. What are you talking about? But Tony picks Stark up. Okay, so before you go here. Okay. At this point, I was instantly pissed off. I'm like, listen, okay, you have jobbed Tony out since she got since she made this turn. She's done fucking nothing. She's lost to two rookies, mm-hmm. and now the quote unquote rookie is kicking out of her fucking finish. Really? Well, I was very pissed on Tony's behalf. Think again, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> because Tony hits uh, uh so she hooks her up like the orton backbreaker pulls her over rotates 180 and hits zoe with a nasty ddt okay so so my description of this um was she tries something and drops zoe flat on her fucking head oh no this is ta- this is exactly how the move goes it's it's it was like a judo throw into a ddt almost but Zoe fucking straight up landed on the top of her head. Oh yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> with with all of her body weight above her neck. Ugh. It was not a good fucking thing. No. But I will say the move was oh my god, I think she's dead. Yeah, but it it was oh my god, I think she's dead in a bad way, not like a, It was it was not like a holy shit, I can't believe like a ricochet thing where it's like holy shit, I can't believe he was able to do that. Oof. This was a, like I I think she just fucked up and killed her. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody better call an ambulance. I'll tell you, the referee was right there, and uh, I haven't heard a medical update on Zoe Stark yet. No, but she uh, was moving around and stuff after. She was moving around, but that doesn't mean she wasn't fucked up. True. Yeah. Tony looked a little bit concerned. If you looked at her eyes, like, oh shit, I'm gonna. She was selling me? the wind, but she was like, oh shit, <laughs> Did I, oh, shit. is she? Is she getting okay? up? That's right. So as Tony Storm celebrates, the lights go out. Because Tony Storm can't ever just have a fucking moment to herself. Nope. She has a fucking moment. Ember Moon's got to come out after her. She like she gets a fucking match. We got to throw Mercedes in there. It's like Tony Storm can never just be the fucking focal point. Because God forbid. No, no, can't do it. Frankie Monet comes out. I mean, not like she's going to have a fucking whole video package dedicated to her later. She's a fucking heel. Tony's a fucking heel. What was the point of this? I can't answer that question. There was no fucking reason to steal Tony's Tony's heat here. No. Nope. Um, but overall thoughts on that match? That was better than I thought. This might be... Uh, Tony Storm, like I said, has really found her niche here now mm-hmm. in NXT. Her in-ring, her promos, just the way she carries herself. She's got a confidence about her now that, that wasn't there before. Um, so I, I'm all in, again, on Tony Storm. I was a little bit... I was hedging my bets a little bit a couple weeks ago. 
all all in back on the Tony Storm train. Yeah, yeah I thought um again, big into that. Oh. The Tony Storm train is chugging along, and I am I'm, I'm right there with the caboose. Keep it chugging. <laughs> Keep it gawking. So as for Zoe Stark, I thought she did pretty good in this one. Yeah, Zoe Stark has really impressed me. Like we talked uh, a few weeks back, she had that match with EO that we were also sort of like, uh, but since then she's really uh, raised her game, and and the work and time in the performance center is clearly paying off. Um, so yeah, I, I I see big things for Zoe Stark, but she definitely has to work on her presentation a little mm-hmm. bit. Like I said, the gear is very generic. She still has a very generic feel to her. Yeah. And I, I need something that sort of identifies her. Like Tony Storm has sort of like that rock look and a unique look. Yeah. She stands her out. Gear. Yeah. Um, and most of the, most of the women in NXT do. And Zoe Stark right now is just generic, good wrestler girl. And I don't know how, how far you go with that. Can't go very far. But, but then again, we don't have live crowds yet, really. Like full, like a full yeah. packed house. So, who knows? But yeah, I'm just saying, you look at the time and energy put into characters. Oh, like yeah. Tony, Frankie Monet, etc. And then Zoe Stark is there putting on good matches, but she's got less character built around her than Aaliyah, for example. Mm-hmm. You look at they do fucking comic book dragon shit for Zia Lee. And Zoe Stark is just, you know, bar- wrestler Barbie. And I don't like that so much. Give her a little, little more pizzazz. Yeah, exactly. Just something to make her stand out and separate her from the rest of the crowd. Because mm-hmm. the in-ring is there. you got, you got a potential top top female here. Yep. Legato's here for dinner time. Uh, they say... Well, she, well, well, sort of. There was no Santos. Well, uh, I, I was going to get to that. Uh, <laughs> she asked about Escobar, and they say, don't worry about where Escobar is. So, probably just took a week off. I don't blame them. Yeah. Uh, they want their match for the NXT Tag Team Championships. They said they've beat everyone. They beat everybody! Tommaso <laughs> and Thatcher interrupt. Sorry, grizzled old vets. Grizzled old vets interrupt. And, uh... They have, they, Tommaso says, you haven't beat MSK and you haven't beat us either. Legato says that, cha- that changes tonight. Uh, Toothless Timmy speaks up and says, El Gato no tienes patos. And they all kind of look at him like, what the fuck did he just say? Did you know what he said before he translated it? No. Okay, I did. I took three years of Spanish too because it took me three years to pass the fucking thing. But I did understand it and I laughed. Oh, so what? Did, what did he say? Oh, he he said what he said, like right afterwards. Uh, it was it was the cat has no shoes. Oh, okay. Right. Which is why Legato just sort of looked at each other like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, Tommaso pops up and says, "What toothless Timmy is saying is challenge accepted." So, I guess we're gonna have a match tonight. Yeah. Oh. Pumped. Toothless Timmy. Got to step it up a bit. A Rolls Royce pulls out, pulls up, and outsteps Cameron Hagrams. <laughs> he tosses his keys to someone and says, park it out front. <laughs> Jake Ellis was the one that caught the keys and says, hey, Cameron, Teddy D- Ted DiBiase gets the front. 
They all start laughing. Ha, ha, ha. Grimes says, you all think that was funny? It's going to be funny when I kick your ass tonight. Atlas replies, you're on. So so can I just point out, that at this point, it becomes incre- increasingly clear to me one of my issues with the current NXT product. That's two matches in a row that was like, oh, hey, we're standing here. You're standing here. Let's have a match later. Yeah. Like, they used to build to this kind of stuff for like a week or two. Like, they would do this vignette, and then, you know, the week later, there would be a, a promo, and then they would finally have the match or whatever. Now it's just like, hey, later tonight, it's all very WWE of them. Yeah, I mean, but. You can yeah. Well, well, I mean, it's it's WWE NXT. TV deals, Vince is going to be paying attention to a little bit. Yeah. So. We then go to very soft music. We go to Candice and Indy are getting Did facials. Get hard? What? No, no, no. Uh, if I th- <laughs> think I know what you said, uh, yes, I did. Okay. Um, they're getting facials, and... It's not the first time, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure, especially for Indy. Oh. Candace says, they deserve this. And it says, you're right, just like you were right about Loomis. All he does is pop up and stare at me. They pan up, and Loomis is the one that is massaging Indy's temples. How jealous were you of Loomis in that moment? So jealous. Because <laughs> every man knows how that ends up in the right movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so you're on the indie train, too? Yeah, oh, fuck yeah. Um, okay. They both call him a loser, and he looks sad and walks away. And at no point does Indy go, why the fuck did you stop massaging me? Yeah, I know. I was waiting for that a little, comment. A little strange. Yeah. Uh, Candace then says, we did it our way. They do the no look. Part of me thought this was going to be like Shotzi and Ember doing the massages when I when they first started. You didn't see who it was. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Or or fucking Caden and uh, Casey because they were talking about getting a title match mm-hmm. too. Yeah. But. Um, they do the no look high five, and that's all. The, the way high five. The way five. Um, poor Loomis. Oh no, but. More on this little interesting thing later. Prime dar- prime target for Balor versus Cross 2 happening next week. Um, I don't take notes. It's no- meh. What? It, it was meh. It was meh, but I, I don't take notes because and it, it's not me being lazy. I want to pay attention to it because I want to know if it's going to make me excited, more excited for the match. Uh, it did a little bit for me, but yeah. they tried I, was, something different. And the problem was like that Kyle and Adam Cole one was so fucking good. Yes, the Johnny Gargano Adam oh. Cole one was so fucking good. Yeah, that the the stand and and the problem you have here is that if we were to do a poll on this match, it would look very similar to some of the ones from the last WWE pay per view where. Not one single person believes Balor's winning this match. True. So it's hard to get super pumped about a video package designed to get you pumped about a match where the ending is a fait accompli. I know Troy's going to hate me saying that, but Troy, 
Finn Balor's not winning this title. <laughs> Cross is winning this match. Yes. So, uh, I mean, it, it was uh, it wasn't awful. I mean, I think prime targets are. No, it was fine. They're, they're, it, it, was, it was well done. The production is very good on it. Yeah. It's just. Like I said, the the goal is to get you pumped for a match, and it's hard to do that in this situation. When you know the outcome already. Right, exactly. We got you. We cut to the ring where Jake Atlas is in there, and he's taking on Cameron (laughs) Grimes. Grimes comes out and cuts his music, addresses the Ted DiBiase situation, and he has a video package. He plays it, and it's DiBiase getting his ass kicked and embarrassed throughout the entire thing. Video ends. Crowd is cheering DiBiase, and he gets mad and tries to attack Atlas, but Atlas ducks and hits a one-foot dropkick. And Grimes way oversells this fucking thing and falls out of the ring. Yeah. Like, this dude, like, did a cartwheel. It's it's sort of the Grimes way of doing it, though, so... I don't know, dude. This was... A little over the top for him, even on this one. He did like a half a car wheel and landed on the back of his head. Like, it's more selling than you've ever seen in a Young Bucks match. (laughs) Damn good fact. Um, Grimes is in control of the match when we come back from break. Uh, Springboard on Dragon, a drop kick, then a second rope, jumping Hurricanrana for Alice gets him a two. Atlas bitch slaps Grimes, then a front buckle bump by Grimes, then a German by Grimes. By Grimes. Oh, no, I'm sorry. But Grimes no-sells, hits a Superman forearm, but Atlas replies with a pump knee strike, a roaring elbow, followed up by a roaring clothesline for a two. Whew. Big spot there. Yeah. Grimes hits the collision course. Ha-ha. And goes to the corner and screams... To the moon, but DiBiase's music hits. He walks out, and Atlas pins Grimes off the distraction, and DiBiase just laughs. So Grimes gets out of the ring, acts like he wants to chase DiBiase. Uh, DiBiase walks out back. He goes to get up on the apron, and Jake Atlas punches Grimes off. Grimes recovers and runs to the back into the parking lot to the limo and demands DiBiase to open the door. Ted opens the window and says, pretty good, kid, but you're no million-dollar man. He tells the driver to go, and Grimes throws a hissy fit. Troy got mad at me. Why did Troy get mad at you? Because he asked where I get my inside info from. That was me. <laughs> was that you? Yeah, that was me. That was Troy. That was me. Okay. Yeah. Um, Atlas looked good. I, I mean, I think these two have had a couple matches together. Um, I so so the ending was what it was. The distraction roll up. We all talk about how much how past the prime that is yeah. at this point. But the work in this match might have been my favorite work on the show. Okay, makes sense. They went for a little bit of time. I was so intrigued by that's, it, because, but that's why I really didn't take a look. I'd love to see them do a little something with Atlas, like I, I like something. You know, have him not do this, or he's yeah. just like the, hey, I need an opponent tonight guy, and actually build some sort of storyline around him, like we talked about with Kushida a little while ago. Yeah, uh, I'd like for for Atlas to get a little push like that too. Yeah, let me get let me get something from Atlas. 
Uh, I mean, he had the feud with. Who I mean, he'd be a main right? eventer in AEW by now. So, oh yeah, so we should probably do something with him. Uh, he was in the run with Swerve for a little while, which just sort of ended out of nowhere. Like, yeah, just like, eh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, give give him something. Give us more Atlas. Yeah. Uh, Bronson promo about his match later, uh, and it's exactly 14 years since he made his in-ring debut to when he's going for the North American Championship. Not sure if you know this, but he's colossal. Yeah. (laughs) Pete Dunne interview. This was, they should never do this with Pete Dunne again. With uh, Arash Markazi, or as yeah. Troy likes to call him, Mexican Sal. My ass kamikaze. Which seems like an oxymoron, but whatever. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Arash asks, who Pete Dunne wants to face? Uh, in a- Dude, honestly, listen, listen. I'm sure you took very detailed notes. No, I didn't. Sure. I took... This was a completely fucking pointless segment. Yeah. This is similar to what they did last week, a couple weeks ago with Pete Dunne, where it's like... Well, you got a title, I want your title. I could beat you for your title. I, want, I, I You got a title, I could beat you for that title. I don't want to beat you for that title. I want this title. Like, fucking stupid. This served no fucking purpose. This is not a good use of Pete Dunne. It was not a good promo. It was not a good sit-down. It was not. There was no direction. You came out of this knowing absolutely nothing more than you knew when you went into it. So, if you had 15 minutes to go back and watch, not watch something... Would this be it? Oh, wait, we're almost to the end. Are you ready? Had to get that in before we finish. <laughs> yeah, this is fucking bad. Yeah, this fucking waste of five And minutes his answers time. are like babyface answers, too. Yeah, I, I didn't like this at all. No. Nope. Don't do it again. It was awful. I do like where he's going next week, but I didn't like this. Yes. We go to Imperium in the ring, and Alexander Wolf versus Killian Dane is going to take place finally. Uh, kick, knee lift, and boot to the face by I, Wolf. I, I do like the fact that uh, Drake Maverick still won't go in front of Killian Dane. They're still selling that angle. Yeah. <laughs> Dane fires up a bit and hits a corner. Avalanche crosses charges him into the opposite corner and as they're moving back hits a clothesline Eichner jumps on the apron but Drake Maverick jumps up there as well but Eichner takes him out and Dane hits Eichner with a boot Wolf gets a big German Bartel slides a chair into the ring wait wait he gets Eichner what you said he gets a big German Bartel slides a chair in, but the ref takes it. But then Wolf takes it, and Dane hit, runs and hits the divide and gets the win. Eichner and Bartel stand to do the pose with Wolf standing in front, but... I'm sorry, Dane, wait, Dane hits what? The divide? Oh, because I didn't know that based on the fact that Vic Joseph said, Takes him down! So... So yeah, Eichner and Bartel stand to do the pose. 
Bye-bye, Alexander Wolf. They start beating the shit out of Alexander Wolf. They hit the Imperium Bomb and leave him lying, and they do the pose above him. Gee, I wonder why they did this. Now you're going to get mad at me next time. What? <laughs> you're going to get mad at me next time. Next time what? Just when, when Drake Maverick turns on Killian Dane and joins Imperium. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I already know. I see it coming. I said it like a month ago. Yep. It's coming. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it was pretty obvious why they did this. So yeah. We don't well, really... uh, once once we found out the news the next day, it was very obvious why yes. they had done this. <laughs> um. Not knowing that that would have happened, I would have been like, oh, why the hell did they do that? But, yeah. oh. That was it. The more you know. <laughs> Raquel and Dakota are here for dinner time. Oh, again, a three-way scissor. They say friends allow are allowed to disagree. I'm not sure that science works, but... Yeah, you yeah. can. Uh, friends are allowed to disagree. Apparently, they hit a little... Picture it didn't happen, Ginger. A little Twitter rant back and forth after uh, Raquel's match against Mercedes last week. Oh, teasing it. It's coming. Hold on. I have to look up three-way scissor. Okay. Uh, Ever-Rise then interrupt and say Raquel's the champion, but Dakota, not so much. They plug Ever-Rise live, and Raquel slaps Martel, and he falls in Dak and Rack, laugh at him, and leave. What a fucking pointless thing this was. Well, no, this was their way of uh, setting up the... the s- Driving that wedge. Just a little bit further, yeah. No. Well, that doesn't fucking help me. That's just three pairs of actual scissors. Yep, three-way scissor. You probably have a parental lock search on. Huh. I don't think so. Okay. Let's um, see. Legato, Raul Mendoza, and Joaquin Wilde are taking on Toothless Timmy and Old Man Champa. I found an article from Cosmo that says, what is scissoring? Oh, that's fun. Yeah. A complete beginner's guide to scissoring. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Uh, But if this is the beginner's guide, there's no way they're getting into three-way scissoring on this. No, no way. All right, come on, come on. Chomp and Wild start. Wild taunts and screams. Stretch first. <laughs> Chomp catches him and throws him into the boards. Uh, tag to Thatcher and stuff. Tag back to Chompa, and he works Mendoza over a bit. And I think a, <laughs> a little bit of a miscue... Right here oh in the my match. God. All right, you gotta stop this. Yeah, you gotta stop, dude. Champa hits a stiff as a motherfucking running forearm on Mendoza Oof. in the corner. Gross. Okay, so I, apparently I obviously got a little sidetracked there for a moment. Uh, one thing on the uh, Raquel and Dakota promo, mm, sure. uh, I love that it ended with Raquel knocking Martel the fuck out because intergender contact is fine if it's women beating men. Yep. You know, if we did that the other way around, it'd be a fucking outrage. But uh, also, did you did you, did you catch did you catch the, the interesting thing about this match? 
No. This is the last NXT match refereed by Drake Wirtz. Oh, I thought. Okay, yes, I did notice that. I'm sorry. Yep. That was it. Yep. He had gloves on too, and I never really saw who was bleeding. Wait, he had seriously? Way, yeah, he had gloves on earlier, early, early in this match. He put them on. Yeah, after the fucking elbow. No, it was before the elbow. They were on oh. there before the corner elbow by Champa. No, they were on well, long before that. Oh, really? Yeah, that's why I thought it was weird. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, somebody got busted up in the mouth or something, and I couldn't tell. But yeah, he he fucking caught Mendoza clean. That was yeah, that was later, but yeah, that was a nasty shot. Yeah, that was. If you had to describe that shot in one word, how would you describe it, Ginger? I already said it. Say it again. Gross. Stop talking about triple scissoring and getting me distracted. Then hey. we'll, we'll stay focused on the show. Stay in line, sir. Or as Urban Dictionary said, try sizz. Try sizz. <laughs> <laughs> Not dry sizz, because that would hurt. Try sizz. Jot that one down for the books. Uh, so Mendoza doesn't really take much of a break. Gets caught. He gets Irish Swift back well, out of the commercial co- break. They checked well, on him during the commercial. I, I, I know. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm getting to that later. Well, then don't say they didn't give him a break. Well, they didn't until the commercial break. Yeah, but he didn't really do much after. That was like, well, he fucking did a few more spots. Um, Crazy. Tag to Thatcher. But the, the spot, the spot where the forearm did happen, I love where Champa's. They're they're each in a corner, and Champa's just hitting the ropes on the opposite side and going corner to corner. That was pretty good. That was during box. You might not have caught it. The the clothesline spot. Why, wow, dude? You're way ahead of yourself, dude. He hit him with that stiff elbow early in the match. Because oh. that's my third note, and I have quite a few notes here. Yeah, okay. he, that was like right right towards the beginning of the match. Yeah. Um, so we get a tag to Thatcher, yay! Slide through in a drop kick to the leg, and a stiff and stiff some stiff kicks. But Timmy catches one and throws an, on an ankle lock. Then Champa puts on one on Wild. Both front roll out. Mendoza hits a jumping enziguity to Thatcher, a jaw jacker by Wild to Champa, but Champa replies with a clothesline. Mendoza hits him with an enziguity, and Thatcher hits him with his own jumping foot to head. I don't even know what to call that fucking thing. Uh, Can I just tell you, I'm already fucking sick of this spot where Champa and and Thatcher get the same submission on each other, on their opponents at the same time. if, If they did it at a takeover... That would be one thing, but when right. you're doing it every single week... Yeah, every match they're doing it, and it's getting a little annoying. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Ciampa hits the corner lines repeatedly. Like, so we came back from commercial. That's when they took the break, was after the fucking... All of them were down. Uh, Ciampa hits the corner lines, and so they're in not opposite corners... But the same side corner. So Chapa's hitting one, running off the rope, coming back down. Yeah. And fucking, he did it like five times. And we came I don't think into... I've ever seen that before. I loved it. That one, no. That version, no. He Normally yeah. he does corner to corner to corner right. to corner. But, yeah, it was it was good, man. Uh, Cardio off the charts, oh, too. Dude. Fucking look at the guy, for Christ's sake. Yeah, well, true. I, I think we've all seen some guys who look like that have shit cardio, true, too. True, true. Um, 
So he ends up ending the sequence with they both feed out to the middle of the ring and Ciampa hits the double clothesline. That's when they get the close-up on Mendoza and you can see how fucking bruised his nose area is already. Oh, he got him. It it was clearly broken. Because he caught him with like the point of his elbow. Oh, yeah. A uh, double spine buster, a wishbone, and a double drop kicks get Legato in control of the match. Tag to Thatcher, and then he hits a belly to bellies on Legato. Then a gut wrench suplex to Raul for a two. Back uppercut, knee lift, double slaps, and running knee gets a two for Ciampa. Fairytale ending reversed, and Raul hits a shining wizard. Assisted sit-down moonsault, then a bottom rope lion salt by Mendoza gets a two. Wild hits a front flip plancha on Timmy on the outside and goes to get back in, but Ciampa delivers the Willow's bell, and literally you couldn't fit a fucking piece of paper under the referee's hand. Raul hits Ciampa with a missile Could drop Could you fit a mask under it? No, you couldn't, dude. Okay, no. just check. Nope. But am I? Did you think this was the go home and they were winning this on the spot? No, no, I did. I bet. And then all of a sudden, Raul saved the day, so I was like, yes. They are. This is one of those things where it's like they, and I hate when they do this. Though they set up the number one contender storyline already the week before, and then have the number one contender match. It sort of erases all doubt in my mind. Yeah, understandable. Uh, on the outside, Grizzled Young Veterans are att- attack Champa. While the ref is distracted, they hit a version of Ticket to Mayhem onto the apron, slide Champa back in, and Legato hit Legato and get the win. The right people won here. Yes. Uh, the match was good. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I continue to be impressed with Legato as a team. I do. I am not in on Thatcher and, and Champa as a tag team. Don't like it. Don't don't really love it. Mm. Um I'd rather see both of them doing single stuff, but um, or yeah, just like said, right, right team one, and I don't know where you go with um, Thatcher and, and Champ as a team at this point. But well, they're gonna yeah. feud with uh, GYV, I guess. Yeah, grizzled young vets versus grizzled old vets. It's as simple as that. There you go. It's not tricky. It's not like they've wrestled twice already. <laughs> But Ciampa and Thatcher both won both matches. Yeah, they won both matches, didn't they? No. Uh, why am I blanking now? I'd have to go back and look. No, no, because that's how Grizzled Young Veterans uh, advanced in the uh, right. Dusty Classic. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, the Dusty Man, yeah. Uh, you had me second-guessing myself yeah. there for a second, Sorry. did you? So, yeah, Matt, match is okay. Uh, just Thatcher, I just, I can't do it anymore. This is boring. Welcome to the club. We have t-shirts. How much? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's just, it's not like he's not bad. It's just his no, style is there's, boring. There's nothing. There's just no charisma to it. Yeah. There's there's nothing. It's just, um, I think I said the point a couple weeks ago. I think this guy would be big in NXT UK. I think his style is much more suited to that yeah. than than here. 
um, where we're much more heavily character based. Um, I just I don't think it's a square peg in a round hole for me. Yeah. And maybe it'll get better. I thought I really did enjoy his match with Champa at the Takeover at that time, but mm. other than that, yeah. just kind of meh. Yeah. Bobby Fish now wants his piece of dinner time, and who can blame him? Uh, she brings hey, up life. Hey, 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 hey. It's never a bad dinner time when you have fish. She brings up last week, and he stops her from continuing as she gets to Kyle and says... Wait a second. I got an idea. I got an idea, right? So, usually it's dinner time, right? Yeah. But because it's Bobby Fish, we could call the segment a fishy smell. Oh, my God. No? No. No. No? Okay. (laughs) Pete Dunn and Oni Oni are his targets because they tore his tricep in War Games. We're still referencing war games. Jesus. Um, they show the after-surgery stitches of his tricep when it was all sewed back up. Pretty fucking gnarly scar. Uh, he tells Pete Dunne to show up next week because he wants to finish their issues. Not a bad... I wonder if, oh. I wonder if Bobby Fish sent Drake Burt's a QAnon you know, sympathy card. Why? Bobby Fish, QAnon guy. Not quite as bad at overt about it as Drake Wirtz, but yeah, like Bobby Fish doesn't go to town hall meetings, but Bobby Fish, QAnon guy, yeah. Bobby Fish, town hall meeting representative. Uh yeah, not a bad promo from him. No, it's good. It's his first sort of foray as a singles guy, and. Mm-hmm. You know, he made reference to while I was out, Undisputed Era was imploding and told that story. Yeah. They're still going to end up in a tag team match with him and Kyle versus those two. But I hope not. Uh, it's, I'm sorry, I, I'm not supposed to say it's definitely what's going to happen. I'll just say it's really going to suck if that's where they go. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Troy. I'm just busting your ball. Uh, we go back to Spa Day with the Women's Tag Team Champions. Candace is told her card was declined due to unpaid purchases. And apparently the credit card just tells Have you ever oh hold up so 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 let's fuck it this was the best they could come up with for this reveal. Have you ever had anybody tell you that your credit card was declined for unpaid purchases? No. They don't know fucking why your card gets declined. They just decline it. Well the she called them. Tell them she called them. No, 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 no. The lady that came out and said her card was declined told her yeah. why it was declined and where she spent it. Yeah, because she had called the credit, the credit card, card company. company doesn't give out that fucking info. I know they don't. <laughs> I, w- I was sitting here like, really? They're re- the, the, they can't do that. No. But uh, apparently Austin Theory buys a lot of pizza, and that is why her card was declined. How how bad is the pay down at NXT that a couple tins of flowers and a box of chocolates maxes out Candice LeRae's credit card? Uh, the lady then says a purchase from a florist three weeks ago, and Candice quickly says, no, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. Tries to brush it off. 
Indy then calls her out that it was three weeks ago, and it was for the flowers that were given to Shotzi, signed by Loomis. Candace looks off in the distance, trying to ignore Indy. Indy then screams, He still loves me! He still loves me! And she runs off. And Candace just puts the face like, What the fuck just happened here? So... I I wasn't expecting it to go the way that it went because I figured she was going to get mad and they were going to start this bullshit um, separate these two already bullshit. I was like, this just won the titles. But no, Indy just plays the dummy and yeah, good to go. So... And I thought Andy did a fantastic well, so, job. Well, so so now the story is going to be Indy pursuing Dexter, because for the last few weeks it was Dexter pursuing Indy. Yes. But now because she called him a loser, he's not going to want anything to do with her. Yep. So they're they're flipping it over. But I loved how excited Beth got about the return of Index. <laughs> I, you know, I don't mind this. I don't. Cause it's Indy, a fun little distraction. Thing. Yeah. Like, it's not like they've got our women's championships centered around it. You know yeah. what I mean? We just have it's now not have like, the tag titles surrounding. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, is fine anyway. Cause... I mean, if you could have, uh, if you could pick one person to come down to NXT and challenge Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Championship, do a nice long program with her, who would it be? Oscar. Oh, I. Oh, we're, we're way off. I thought the obvious obvious choice was Reginald, but okay. Oh. <laughs> I did not I mean, see that coming. <laughs> I mean, the entire women's division revolves around him on the main roster. So. Ah, damn. Uh, Johnny Gargano cuts a promo for his steel cage match and defending his North American Championship later tonight. Um, Austin Theory is basically his fucking hype man in the background, and it's fantastic. So I'm talking about Johnny. It was not. It was not anything special in terms no. of the Johnny Gargano promos we've seen lately. Oh no. no. Oh, what was his finishing line though? I wish I could remember it. Uh, you're gonna drown in your own tsunami. I thought that was actually kind of good. Yeah. But Aaliyah is here and she's jobbing to Saray tonight. Uh, Saray tries a handshake. <sighs> But Aaliyah gives her a big boot. Saray quickly gets the advantage, though, and Aaliyah recovers and works her with some basic shit. Saray fights back, hits the spinning heel kick, a, a German, and a missile dropkick, then bottom rope dropkick, which Aaliyah took much better than everybody else, and hits a Saito suplex, and Saray wins it. Okay, great. Uh, so now that we've talked about that, yeah. uh, my note here is uh, Skylar's story never got a chance, but Aaliyah's been terrible for three years now, and Jesse can't work for two of them, but they're still here on TV. Uh, how the fuck does that work? Uh, it's that Robert E. Fuckface money, I guess. I guess. And, and Saray is, I guess, fine, but we talked about earlier people who are really good workers but make no impact on you, Saray's one of them to me so far. She's just generic, good Japanese wrestler woman. Yep. <sighs> Io was in that boat, too, until the heel turn. The heel turn gave her character and some depth and yeah. 
Um, so, I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't see it with Saray yet. Uh, the in-ring is great, but other than that... And... That Saito is pretty deadly looking, though. We'll see oh, yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, it works good, but it's just... Uh, you know, it's just... Yeah. Blah. It's very blah. Yeah, yeah very bland. Uh, we then go to a Shotzi and Ember porno, I mean promo... Uh, they're getting back on track to the NXT Women's Tag Team titles. They're gonna they're gonna TCB with Ember's Law, even though we still don't fucking know what Ember's Law is because she was laughing through the whole fucking promo and we never found out what it meant. Well, yeah, her law is to laugh a lot. I guess, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My God, God, that was awful. They, these two, they, they, this should not have had a promo. Do you know what this should have been? A porno? This is Shotzi! This is Ember! They've got a tech! Sunday! 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 They're coming for their tag team titles! Watch out! $5 off admission with coupon! And I'll say it. You'll pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. There you go. <laughs> We then get another Diamond Mine video package. What the fuck, dude? I'm so confused. Two weeks, they said nothing about it, and now it's back, and I don't fucking know. Uh, I guess we'll find out. Hit Rose, Ashanti. Where the fuck's Tian Sha, by the way? Who knows? (laughs) I want to see some motherfucking dragons up in this bitch. Let's go. Hit Rosa Shanti, the Adonis, and Top Dalla versus uh, Jobbers of the Evening, Tony Nice and Arya Tavari. Flapjack by Shanti and then tag to Top Dollar. Uh, big shoulder block to Davari. Dollar catches a crossbody by Davari, hooks Nice in a fireman's carry, and does a world's strongest slam wasteland combo to both men. God, have Davari and Nice ever looked like more of a jobbers than they did right here? I was, after watching it, because I don't get to watch it till like, the day of recording, so I was kind of like, I'm kind of surprised after this match they didn't get the boots. All right. Uh, I did love the fact that, uh, was it Wade at one point calls him Tip Top Dollar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that just made me laugh for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Tag to Ashanti and Davari fights back, but is hit with a high drop kick. Dollar hits a move that I swear to God I invented a DVD neckbreaker for the win. I told Derek Mitchell to use this move ten years ago. Okay. I'm just happy it made it to the big leagues. It made it so far. I mean. It's the TKO that Mark Merrow did. No, what? No, he didn't. He he threw a DVD and then like spun a little bit and hooked him into a neckbreaker. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. It, it's basically the same fucking thing. I just flip him over. But yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> so 
Uh, they could, they all, it, it was a match. It was whatever. It was just a fucking show off match. Uh, promo by Hit Row, and I'm so fucking annoyed by it. Because everybody's just way too hyped. Like, you know who would have been perfect for this fucking group, but he got released already? Mojo Rally. Because he's always hyped. Oh, no. Fucking <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, they all rhyme together, and. Swerve puts the winner of tonight's North American Championship match on notice. So we were right. He's going right for the North American Championship. Yep. I like yep. it. I love this. I love I love the presentation. I love that they're starting to get the other characters in the ring, too, so they're more dangerous. Yep. Um, yep. Like I said last week, I am all in on this group. This did nothing to but make me feel better about that prediction. Yep. You were right. Went right to the North American Championship. Uh, Regal wants some tea and crumpets with his dinner time. Legato, he announced, he has a couple announcements. Legato versus MSK for the NXT Tag Team Championships in two weeks. Regal says he has brought a lot in a, in a lot of new talents and wants to know who is going to step up to the NXT Women's Championship and the Cruiserweight Champion. And next week, we will see Dak and Rack versus Poonshots. Yeah, so we're bringing we're we're bringing in all these new talents, and we're gonna take the last two people to hold the tag titles and see who gets the next shot at the tag titles. <laughs> well, he didn't he didn't specifically bring those. We're bringing in all this great new women's talent, and we're gonna have Charlotte and Oscar go one on one to see who fights Rhea. Sounds like Raw. Like, oh, <laughs> we're gonna have fucking. You know, Sarai and fucking Aliyah team up. Like, that would have been something different. Like, we're pumping up all this new stuff and then going right back to the match that was literally, that literally happened twice. Once in the Dusty Finals and then once to crown new champions. But, yeah. (sighs) Frankie Monet ring in ring debut is next week. So why the fuck did you have her come out earlier in the night? Because fuck Tony Storm. Grimes and DiBiase have a million-dollar face-to-face next week. Gee, I wonder where that's going to go. I don't know. Jason might have said that last week or the week before. Maybe. Might have told you where that's going to go, too. (laughs) (laughs) NXT Championship match, Finn Balor versus Karrion Kross next week. Gee, I wonder which way that's going to go. It's not good when it's predictable. I will say next week's card it does look really solid. Though. Yeah, yeah, they have good matches, but yeah. it's just it's too predictable. Yeah, oh, Fish and Dunn. I'm not sure where they're going there. True. I'm sure Kyle will get involved but with Oni. But. No, no Kyle this week either. No, no. He's too cool. He's too, too cool for school, man. I wonder what's going to happen with Adam Cole. That's what I'm curious about. It's been nothing. Nothing at all. He did that one interview poolside that was rambling and inco- This, By the way, this fucking guy has had two interviews on NXT. They've both been fucking garbage. But um, I, I, like, I don't know where we're going to go with this. Do we, do we just move Cole quietly up to the main roster as a surprise at some point? Or... 
it's possible. I mean, the, the whole the whole reason I think people said not to move Cole up was that they had Undisputed Era, and some of them weren't going to work as a group on the main roster. That's not really a problem anymore. Now you can put Cole up there, and it's not a big deal. Yeah, no. I mean, I could I could see it happening. Uh, what picture does he get put into? Because they they're not putting him up against Lashley. No, if he no, went to no. Raw, and they sure as hell ain't putting him up with Roman. No, but I could see them putting him with Cesaro. Okay. Rollins in that mix on SmackDown. Yeah. He could be Rollins' new follower. Yeah. Just no, kidding. No. no, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. He could be uh, the third. He could be the third dirty dog. Oh god. You'd rather that than him with Rollins? Oh <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I just wanted you to get mad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, it really does bring up a good question because what that that interview was two weeks ago. Yeah, something like that. Two or three weeks ago, we haven't seen shit. I mean, and he really wasn't on TV much before that either. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see tomorrow. Adam Cole has been released from NXT. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for your main event of the evening. Dane, 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 motherfucker! Colossal Bronson Reed versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT North American Championship. So, Johnny keeps getting in Bronson's face, and Bronson literally just keeps shoving him down, like, before the match even starts. I liked it. Because, like, dude, you're fucking... Don't get in my goddamn face. Um, Johnny immediately jumps for the door to... But Reed stops. Uh, Johnny attempts to climb multiple sides of the cage and is stopped every time. But he's caught, finally, and Johnny is the first one to feel the steel as Reed tosses him in head-first, lawn dart style. Then the Dick Joseph then tells us that next week we've got Pete Dunne versus Bobby Fish. Reed goes for an avalanche with Johnny in between the ropes and the cage, but Johnny ducks and he goes for the slingshot spear, gets his feet caught, and Reed delivers a Willow's Bell. Um, that wasn't supposed to happen. Nope. Not at all. Nope. Good cover, though. Yeah. Except for the fact that Reed had to give him the Willow's Bell. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> But still. He, know, he knows it works on Johnny, I guess. So. <laughs> no, that's only when the pads and Matt are removed, well, as only know. would. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, sound, that sounds like blood and guts there, so. Would? Yeah. Um, oh, you didn't watch it. That's no, right. I didn't. Nope. Nope. <laughs> still haven't. Uh, Treated it like a WWE kickoff show. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> Suplex attempt, but Johnny starts to chop him down. Uh, he then climbs, but it hits a to- Johnny hits a top rope moonsault onto Reed. Why doesn't Johnny do more moonsaults? Because that thing was fucking perfect. Johnny does less flippy shit now than he did in his younger days. Yeah, so. true. Maybe it has to do with his neck. Can I, uh, can I make a random observation about Steel Cage Match here while we're talking about this? Yeah, sure. As I've gotten, Steel Cage Matches were the shit when I was a kid, right? Yes. As I've gotten older, I watch them, and I think to myself, how fucking stupid do you have to be to try to climb over the cage when you can just walk out the door? 
You've got the guy down, and you try to climb out when you can literally just walk out a fucking door. How stupid is that? I hate Sorry, that they continue. have the door. No, I hate that they have the door. Yeah. It should be a fucking solid steel cage with no door, and you have to either well, how climb you, over. Just, what? Oh, so form the cage around them? Yeah, yeah. Time. Yeah, no door, just yeah. boom, all set. You have to climb, you have to escape. And I don't even want... I, I just want escapes. I don't like the fucking pins in there. Yeah. More, more on that later. <laughs> uh, Reed hits a big Death Valley driver for a two. Reed then climbs up, but Theory distracts him, and Johnny super kicks Bronson's leg, crotching him as Ra- Reed falls off the ropes. Yeah, you don't see a good crotching on the ropes anymore. That was nice. Yeah. So... They go to box, and I actually looked up in box for a second. Johnny climbed up to the top rope, and instead of like sh- you know, instead of shaking it, shaking the rope, he was bouncing, uh, jumping up and down on the rope, shaking Bronson. Uh, huh. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, we come back and read between the ropes in the cage, and Austin charges. And shoulder blocks him as Johnny hits a drop kick on the inside. I was like, wow. That's actually very innovative. Reed recovers and hits a big power slam, atomic drop, and monkey flips Johnny into the cage. Reed Fireman carries Johnny to the second buckle and hits a big Samoan drop. That's not a fun bump. Nope. Reed on the top rope trying to climb, but Johnny climbs up and delivers a twisting sunset bomb off the top for a very, very close two count. That was good. That was a big bump. That's no bueno. I took one bump off the top rope in my day, and it was the falling back one, and I hated it. Oh, yeah, no. (laughs) You ever do a steel cage match? No. Okay. Did a TLC match before, though. Okay. Uh, Theory opens the door and tries to pull Johnny out, but Reed pulls Johnny back, and Austin's momentum sends him flying into the barricade. Reed, Just to clarify, you mean titties, labias, and cocks, right? Yes. Okay. Took you a second, but I'll, I'll, I'll award it. Uh, so as soon as Reed pulls him back... Johnny rolls over, and he gets earthquaked. Reed attempts to go through the door, but Austin blocks it. Reed pushes the door so hard, it swings open while Theory is still on the door, and it slams Theory on the outside of the cage. I thought it was interesting. Didn't we just do that spot in the match between, was it like uh, Raquel or Tegan and uh, Dakota? When they had the steel cage match. Didn't we do something like that? Because I remember like a spot like that where someone was hanging off the door and got sandwiched in between the door and the cage. Well, yeah, no, um, yeah, she was hanging off the cage, but she wasn't like swinging with the door. I thought she did. No, no, no. She was hanging off the cage because Tegan kicked the door open and hit Dakota and Dakota fell and won the match. That was the go-home spot. Uh, okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. But no, he was on the door, the, the swinging door part. Okay. <laughs> um, 
Gargano hits a super kick, but Reed hits uh, a right hook, goes for a powerbomb, but Johnny grabs the cage. Reed turns around and hops into a poison Rana. This move very rarely makes any fucking sense. This might have been the dumbest one I've ever seen. <laughs> My, it, it, the dumbest move in wrestling, perhaps the dumbest version of the dumbest move. Because first off, who out there is fucking believing that Gargano is pulling this guy fucking backwards like that? Okay. Second off, this requires Reed to do a backflip and not land on his uh, fucking flush on his fucking neck. And he did. He folded himself over because, you know, fuck people's necks, I guess. Ugh. This was gross. Sorry. I'm going to steal your word, but shit. Pointless. Pointless stupid moves, man. Um, uh, Johnny went for one final beat. Yeah, uh, but Reed catches him and slams into the cage. Reed crawls towards the door. Theory slams the door into his face. Johnny hits a jumping, turning DDT. For a two, which Vic Joseph called the one final beat. That's not the one final beat, you fuck. Johnny climbs to the top of the cage, but Reed gets to him and delivers a second rope powerbomb. Reed scales the cage, and Theory stops him. Johnny joins in and gets headbutted off the top rope, and Theory gets punched off. So... Johnny starts climbing towards the door on his hands and knees. Crawling to the door. Now. Crawling. Yes. And Reed notices this, and Reed is facing the cage. He twists midair and hits a splash on a crawling Johnny Gargano. That looked gross. Oh. John, R.I.P. Johnny's back. <laughs> Uh, Reed then slams the door shut, hits the tsunami splash, and your new NXT North American champion, Bronson Reed. So, so I, owe, I owe everyone an apology. Okay. Because last week I, I yep. swore to you yep. that this match would end with a tsunami, with Bronson Reed winning with a tsunami off the top of the cage. Mm-hmm. This match ended with Bronson Reed winning the title with a tsunami up against the cage. Sorry. And I love the yeah. fact that he, like, bounced to get more momentum. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, you are you lie. I don't like when you lie, no, no, Jason. No. This is exactly what I fucking said was going to happen. It's semantics. Stop it. <laughs> uh, Here's my fucking problem with this. I mean, yeah, congratulations to Bronson Reed. They made a big deal of his first big championship win, I, emotional, I get it, all that. Why did we not fucking do this to take over if this is what we were doing? I don't know. The better story would have been a takeover where he had, had to overcome the sixth person and immediately went and faced Johnny. Like, I, I don't know if this was the if this was the direction, this is where we were going, why in the fuck did we do it this way? Uh, it makes no I, sense. I don't know, man. I hated it. I hated it for that reason. Um, I'm not a huge... I, I, I go back and forth on Bronson Reed. I'm curious to see how his title reign goes. Mm-hmm. I just I feel like they've almost supermaned him up too much, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's by accident that early in the show Johnny was gloating about uh, taking out, leaving cross laying. 
I think that's probably where Johnny's going, which is why they got the belt off of him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, I we'll see what happens. If this is a way to get the title on to Swerve Scott, I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I mean, that could be it. Oh, speaking of Swerve Scott, they need to get him a microphone that looks exactly like the symbol for his record label. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to come. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I like this match. Um, I really enjoyed the fucking, uh, theory hitting a shoulder block through the cage while Johnny was hitting the drop kick. Um, so yeah, the match, the match was good. I, I, I don't mind that Bronson won the title. I, th- Johnny's going to be okay. So yeah. I'm, I'm not too concerned about that spot, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I I liked it. So yeah, it your prediction is going to come true, where Johnny's going to get jealous that Candace isn't paying attention to him. Like she's going to go after Cross to. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, Bronson stands tall as we go off the air. So, Jason, what do you? What are you What are you going back to watch? If you haven't uh, watched and again, I, I said it earlier, I didn't love the finish, but the the work inside the match, the body of the match, was the most entertaining to me on the show. I'd say Grimes and uh, Atlas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll. I think I'll go the tag match. Okay. I've kind of been too much thatch tag. for me. Yeah, yeah, too much thatch. Too much thatch. But uh, well. Ladies and gentlemen, please don't forget to go to rundownwrestling.com and f- don't forget to vote on the hottest AEW woman tournament. Where are we at on that this week? Uh, that's a look. damn good question. I'm glad you're typing it in to look up the website. Um, we're still waiting on big news. I know I kind of teased it last week. We can't really say what it is yet, but it's coming, ladies and gentlemen. It's coming. Good news. Uh, AEW Double or Nothing predictions are up on the website, too, so if you want to make those, feel oh, free. Yes, yes definitely go uh, I don't think he's updated the Hottest Women contest okay. yet. I, I know he plugged Thunder it on Rosa Tuesday. versus Catalina Perez. So. Okay, yeah, yeah. And that went up nine days ago, so I think he's a week behind here. Yeah, it's all right. He'll get to it. Don't push him. He already does enough shit for us. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so go ahead and make those predictions, cast your vote, and, uh, I think that's going to pretty much do it for us here, ladies and gentlemen. Jason, send us on home, bud. I guess that means we will NXT you next week. Oh, you didn't plug me again this week. Bye. been listening to a rundown wrestling network production please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows as well as our other special events keep it locked there or subscribe to the rundown wrestling network on itunes spotify google podcast stitcher premium or anywhere you get your podcast from 
leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.